0: all right everybody back again for the ski rex media podcast you wouldn't believe it it wasn't working it just i couldn't get it to work it's so embarrassing and i'm not easily embarrassed but that's okay we're gonna start out here the way i usually do we're gonna start out talking about whaleback mountain that's right you know them they're a partner of mine i love whaleback mountain how much do i love it i'm a pass holder plus i'm 15 minutes away they have everything you could want here in new england you want a little microcosm of a new england ski area and they are small but that's okay that's a wonderful thing i love that we all don't need to be at the big place over there that begins with a k no you want trees they got trees steeps they got steeps groomed ungroomed you want them to teach you how to do it they can do that and super accessible right off the interstate at i-89 exit 16 very close you could spit out of your car window and hit someone else's windshield in the parking lot from the interstate please don't do it also to be as i've always said for ski Rex media to be really i don't know really really legitimate i also need a ski sponsor and i have one of those two saint custom skis and snowboards out of gorham new hampshire yes do you want something that's all your own your length your width your graphics Your swear words on your graphics, your not so, uh, uh, couth, I know that's not a word, but uncouth photographs on your skis or snowboard, you can go to Sane, they'll get that done, shout out to KJ and his dad Kevin, they will make you whatever you want, however you want, to look whatever way you want, from products and sources right there in New Hampshire, the wood is right up the road from their shop that's how new hampshire it is shout out to saint skis custom skis and snowboards there in Gorham, new hampshire check Mm -hmm. them out links in the description for both saint and whale back so let's get to talking to today's guest this week's guest this week's guest has been doing this a little bit longer than i have and a bit better for sure the one and only now hall of famer if i'm not incorrect about that
1: ken Kreitler. ken how you doing I'm great. I was just looking at Whaleback Mountain. Nice. What do you think? It looks like fun. I love these. I I love little mom and pop kind of skiers, which is my first impression. It looks cool. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, it's super cool. Little place closed right now um, because our weather has sucked. Dude, you sent me a couple of uh, videos of Uh, what you've been doing lately, man. It looks like you have found snow out there on your side of the country.
1: Oh, yeah. We're having a really great season here. Very nice. Uh, I'm in Sun Valley, Idaho, where I, I grew up here in Ketchum, and uh, yeah, our, this mountain's pretty amazing. When we have when we have snow, and sometimes we struggle, but um, the out of bounds terrain is amazing, and there's just so much of it that when we do get snow, it's pretty much just nonstop powder skiing. Excellent, and
0: that's and some people love that. Me, the powder whoops me butt good. I'm not even gonna lie about it. <laughs> Stay in shape, everybody. We were just talking about the magic age, age when the eyes go, and I've hit that. I am 43 years old, and that was our consensus. So.
1: See that? That's when you get your first readers, 43. Absolutely.
0: Oh, and I need them. Believe me, it's it's getting... I swear, I got I to push, push the chair a little further back or a little closer to see things. It's amazing. All right, so, Ken, let's get over a quick history of where you are, what you do. People do recognize your name um, you were uh, recommended to me by Dan Egan, a friend of the program. People know that he, he's a friend of Ski Rex Media. So let's 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 put you on the timeline. Now we know where Dan was. Where were you on the timeline?
1: Um, well, let's see. I guess uh, kind of like next generation behind Dan and the Deloreyes, and uh, you know, they kind of came in there right behind Schmidt and Plake. Um, I guess like. Gosh, by the time I was maybe in high school, I started seeing those guys doing the Warren Miller movies. Um, sure. So, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, I well, we, let's see. So when I was in college, we were watching Greg Stump's movies, and I grew up okay. here, though, in Sun Valley, where the uh, Barrymore and Warren Miller movies came out of. So, like, that all yep. film culture was pretty influential on me from a, from a really young age. Yeah. Um, even though i was on the you know i was on the race team growing up here but um you know i I was always really inspired by by the by the by the guys in the films and and you know (laughs) interested in being part of that i guess eventually obviously Uh, yeah totally and
0: and you made it you went from racing to free skiing what's that like going from the course and the structure to the zero
1: structure well it was well it was good um and so re- I think racing's really good for people skiing. Like um, the you know a lot of the great a lot of good skiers come out of Sun Valley. Uh, Carl Fossbatt is is one of the like really revel- relevant you know probably my favorite skier right now. And we just have you know Sun Valley kind of has a wrap of being more of an Aspen like or veil kind of mountain, but it's really not. It's deep and it's three thousand vertical without with you know, very few flats. So it's a good mountain regardless of racing for people just to really learn how to make a strong turn on. Um in terms of racing, like that was really helpful for my Big Mountain scheme because in racing you have to memorize a course. And when you get in a big mountain, you have you know, you really have to be memorizing lines without even I mean in in racing you get to side slip or hike a line. And in big mountain Um, especially, you know, a lot of the filming I did in Alaska and other places, you're just looking at it and memorizing features and then nailing your line on the way down. So, I mean, that aspect of, you know, downhill racing and, you know, me me and some other guys brought, really brought speed into the big mountain skiing. So, um, you know, for us, it was applicable. And I think you see like a lot of really good technique out of my generation of big mountain skiers. Uh, because i, I think agree a lot that. of us grew up racing
0: yeah i would agree with that like i, I you know coming up in the 90s you started to see you know out of the extreme movement into what would become i guess the free skiing movement i i, I would say um i don't know the terminology it's hard to keep track of it all but i, I the kids call it something
1: else now don't they i don't even know well i think um <laughs> big mountain is free skiing the umbrella term but I think sure. it also applies directly to park and pipe in terms of like, in terms of this Olympic skiing. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, so I, yeah, it kind of confuses me too. And then, and then originally when I started, it was called extreme skiing, which none of us really liked very much. And then it looks of and never. Only uh, <laughs> Awesome for my daughter do- my daughter has diabetes. She has an appointment tomorrow, so that was the hospital. Gotcha. Um, she's fine though. Um <laughs> What are <were> they saying? <laughs> oh, uh, the picture. I lost you. I didn't know I had you on a the screen. There you are.
0: Oh, there I am. <laughs> yeah, my-
1: technology's kicking us in the tail today, kids.
0: It's it's not fun, but it, we're we're making it work. So we were talking about, you know, the the difference in the terminology, extreme moving into free skiing, moving, you know from the late 70s into the 80s into the 90s, whatever the terminology is, big mountain and so forth, and what it all actually is. And I don't know because I don't go up there. Lord knows I would love to, but I don't. The uh, nature doesn't want me up there. It says you don't do it good in any altitude over 5,000 feet, so keep your (laughs) ass down on the bottom where you belong. In fact, I I jokingly asked Egan. I was like, dude, how do you stop that? Because he says, hey, you're going to be in Big Sky for the... uh, for the uh, Hall of Fame uh, uh, induction gala this year, I was like, "Dude, big sky, seventy two hundred feet up without the mountain, dude." And that kind of brings us to you, one of your next things coming up this year. You are being inducted. You're not the first uh, inductee I've talked about. What's that
1: like, man? Uh well, it's, it's a great honor, and um, I, uh, it, I I'm, I'm excited for it. It's a, it's an honor, and uh, you know, there's so many people who supported me though so it'd be a time to, to celebrate uh you know all those people as well and um i it's a it, you know it's a it's a it's a it's an elite you know group of people uh and a and a and a, i'm excited a, to be inducted very nice i don't know what else to tell you but. no
0: and that's cool man because that's that's that that's a very common thing you know we talked to holly flanders and 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 uh uh why am i blanking on names the uh the poppin family sherman poppins family um and i am blanking names hard that's me though you know no memory (laughs) no eyes no memory who needs them where did ski rex come from ski rex media comes from me thinking many many years ago that i was creative and uh, i had a nickname of t-rex at my job at the time because i happened to run through our stock room with my arms up nice and short like a t-rex so i was like no i'm a ski rex because i was the skier (laughs) you know everybody knew that and i realized i wasn't as creative and there were ski rexes everywhere there's even a ski rex on my wall that someone else found and uh Yeah. So here I am trying to spread the love that skiing and snow sports and snowboarding and telemark and everything else is for everybody. There's no holds barred here, man. If you're young, do it old, do it where you come from. Doesn't matter. Let's all get out there. And that's what I do.
1: No, that's pretty. Oh, it's fun. I like it. I hadn't heard of you previously, uh, to to doing this. And, uh, um, yeah, I I love, uh, learning about people who are out there you know and loving the sport you know we all love we all love the mountains and the sport. so it's I, and everyone kind of approaches it from a different angle so i appreciate your angle
0: absolutely i'll talk to anyone i don't care whether i've heard of you or not whether i whether you're super famous beyond me which you are which dan is you know these he, he, people who when they know me it's just like oh that's cool man and uh yeah. But I want to make sure we all get it. Whether you, if you run a mountain, I'll talk to you. If you do artwork, like I was saying, I, eventually we're going to have Chris Benchettler on this, and he, he, you know, he's busy too, just like Kent's very busy. And we're trying to get you know schedules to meet up. But he's an artist too, and he used to ride a lot with um. Uh, I love the kid. Now I can't remember his name. Holy smokes!
1: Out there in Mount Hood, was part of Nimbus holy They're... whole generation of people that i kind of missed when i dropped out of the sport um mm. and yeah, i have i know people i have a friend who ski he still has in ski with atomic okay and the bench headler so i have co- i have a couple buddies who loves his, his ski that i ski with yeah
0: he's he's great he, he's a really interesting guy the people he's been around and he's you know he was part of like you said the next generation so you know what we We could go over your history. We could say, oh, uh, this, you know, Kent Kreider, he was there at the beginning of TGR's films. He was there filming this, that, and the other through the 90s and the 2000s. And now you've worked all the way up. You've gotten into the Hall of Fame next to a whole bunch of cool people. Awesome. But you just said when you dropped out. Now, what is that like? Not dropping out necessarily, but, you know, the filming's done. The sponsor contracts are fulfilled. You can now do whatever you want. What is that like?
1: Well, I think it's kind of it's pretty hard, really. I uh, I did it for 15 years, uh-huh. and um, I just really I did I took I took a little bit different track than a lot of people do. Um, I just felt like I had I just was time for me to get out of the industry completely, and I I, sure. I, I walked. I could have still had contracts and kept going, um, mm-hmm. but I made a decision just to completely pull out. Just cause I, I yeah, there were a couple reasons, but I just felt like. It just wasn't serving me anymore, and I wa—I I felt like I decided to do something else with my life. Sure, and that—and I really took—I walked away pretty full on for about three years, and then slowly got back into it. Now I'm, you know, for many years now, I'm still been fanatical about skiing, but it's—I love doing it without having any work responsibilities related. Yeah, it's—it's it's fun again. Yeah, and it was was always yeah. I guess that's part of it. Is it got? I mean, the stuff what I was doing was is very dangerous and very high intensity, and to have the you know, there's basically an expectation on you to up your game every year. Sure. Um, At that time, you know, I think people are being a little more accommodating to older athletes now, and keeping like those brand athletes on board. But back when I was retiring, that wasn't so much the perspective. And like me and the guys who were my peers were very pioneering in that we created sponsored skiers in free skiing. We are, were the ones who wrote the letters, convinced the industry, talked to marketing directors, and it was always a push, push, push. And I got to this point where I was becoming more of a veteran athlete. And uh um, sure. I didn't I just was like, you know what? I'm not doing this battle again where I've got to convince someone about my value that and and they <clears throat> and there was generally like uh my salaries were getting lowered and I just said you know and I'm just gonna pull the plug because I didn't mainly I just I didn't really I I'd really for one thing felt like I'd, I'd achieved all those dreams and goals that I was going after like I did so much yeah. I, had, I had the opportunity to do so many so many cool things and 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 really be an adventure and get out and, and and explore the sport and be a creator and uh you know I guess maybe I felt like I peaked I peaked to, at to some level but also uh kind of achieved the things that I had been going after, I didn't have new, I didn't have any new targets. You know, I was like, I'm out of sure. I'm out of targets that I want to get. There's nothing that I'm chasing after right now to go and do or prove or show or try or create.
0: Yeah. See, that's interesting to me because a lot of, it feels like athletes doesn't matter where you fall, whether it's, you know, you're an FIS rider or, or if you're, you know, riding for Red Bull or, you know, X games or whatever, it feels like, as you said, kind of you. You gotta look to the next thing. You gotta keep going, go bigger, and then at some point it just has to become a job. And do you really want to do it anymore? And I think some people won't admit that they don't. That okay, yeah. I have achieved everything I want, and I don't know if
1: that's your experience too. Is it? No. Yes. With other people, that is. Yeah. I mean, I did. I mean, I stole. I I I love I love skiing. I I just ca- came in. I you know off the backside of Baldy here and. I love skiing, but I, I, I my friends want to break out a camera and get powder shots, and I'm like, no, I did that for 15 years. I don't even want to stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like, I totally get it. Yeah. I think that's
0: amazingly like, come on, interesting. Social
1: media, we got to get some shots. So I did. <laughs> I swapped. Why? So we had this. We had some ridiculous powder days. I, I think I, I stopped for like, you know, we did like six turns, and it's like the you can shoot amazing photos off your phone these days, which you couldn't do back then. Yeah. You know, it's like we we stopped once and crushed it, and I was like, "All right, we're good. We got the." But it's for the year for everyone's social media. Awesome. Yeah. See,
0: well, you did get a good one. The one I liked, and something else, and again, since you're kind of out of the game, out of the the pro game where everybody's doing that, the next camera shoot, the next photo shoot, the next you know film shoot, whatever it is, you did send me the one of. now first in it it almost looked like you were in a burnt out forest is is that right <laughs> i wasn't sure yeah. and that's really cool to me because part for me part of skiing is getting outside and you get to see all these cool landscapes like is is that a part of yeah. it
1: yeah yeah we have a lot of excuse me we have a lot of burn around here so the burn is great for skiing because all the branches have fallen off the trees oh yeah it looked fantastic
0: and then you were like was was that like a a frigging deer or something. <laughs> it, it was an elk. Buck.
1: It was a full, pretty large buck elk.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can only imagine for you. Now you get to see this. That has to be again. Kent's not in it for the money anymore. That that's done. It's it's over. Yeah. Now we can cool go look at the damn elks that are skiing by. It's, it it's wonderful. And I I'm guessing that area of Idaho is awesome for that. Just being outdoors, outdoor sports.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, I love it. There's so much to do. We have a couple different mountain ranges. You know, by the way, for your east coast, for your east coast crew, you know, and like you guys have the Egan's. And yep. I actually, uh, I was born in uh, Kansas City, and I lived in New Jersey until I was ten, and I started skiing at Vernon Valley and Great Gorge in Jersey, and then we we moved to uh Ketchum, Idaho when I was ten, but. Anyway, the outdoors, yeah, I mean, it's amazing around here. I've skied it. So I, I shot that video. I said to you, I actually just posted it on my, uh, I, and I hardly ever, I don't post that much on Instagram. I'm kind of on there because I'm a realtor, and I okay. just, like, stir the pot, and, like, every once in a while, I'll pull a client off of social media. Um, sure. My, not IG is Kent Um There you go. But, um, yeah, I just, that. I, so I saw this <laughs> buck elk, and I was like, well, I think I'll get a video of this. <laughs> um, so I got my camera out and skied and he was running down the hill next to me it was pretty, very very cool I've also skied in the right where I can see on my window here I skied into a cougar once almost hit it and it scared the crap out of me I was by myself Dude. Um yeah big <laughs> female cougar that just ran down the hill and I had no way to I stopped and I had it clipped out so it, it walked it was coming towards me and the last thing I expected to see was a cougar Totally, and, and it, you know, just saw the way that the way that a cat moves, you know, that sure. slanky. Because I was <laughs> like, my, my my brain was trying to process so quickly, and I was like, coyote. Well, like what, like dog? What? And I'm like, that. It's a, you know, it's just like this enormous cat. And then the thing like got right in front of me, and then and I stopped because I was skiing into it as it was coming kind of towards me because I was skiing down this couloir, sure. and it like came off this cliff, and then ran down the couloir and all i saw were haunches once and pow and then i saw a haunches just one more time and then it was gone and then i was like how am i getting out? how do i get out of here because that's my line and but- i went over to, i was like i'll go jump off the cliff that it was standing on and i went over this cliff and it was all rocky below and i was like all right i can't go down that way and so then i just uh i went back over to the to the little <laughs> couloir and i just I just put my hands up in there and just sent it straight lining and was like, I got and I just went all the way to the bottom and there's this river crossing I have to do at the bottom. And I went all the way to the bottom and I was like literally pretty much. And I was, I wasn't really in a panic, but I felt <laughs> definitely like a prey item. Yeah. And I was, I had to like get to these willows and I was just not, I wasn't really at ease until I got across the river and I was like, all right. Cause I was, I was totally solo and I, I don't really want to go ski by myself anymore (laughs) i can imagine i could have gone i could have gone a different direction you know it really could have like all right
0: so go back kids if you're if you're following along at home go ahead and look up some of kent's uh, uh 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 past films and realize that his real life is even more exciting there you go he's he's doing action films like you saw Leonardo DiCaprio fight that fake bear, he was running from a real cougar. So there you go, very cool, very cool. I'd rather yeah,
1: be that... for, I'd rather be skiing from a cougar than running
0: from one. Absolutely, you might have a That's shot good. if it wants you. Like you're not outrunning that cat, but you might <laughs> outski it. That's incredible, man. Like the the cl- the yeah. coolest thing I think I've ever seen for animals while skiing is turkeys. And yeah, they can be dangerous too, but you yeah. know, not a, not a damn big cat, dude. That be- is
1: cool. We get these grouse that sometimes will fly up out of the snow, like yeah. right in your face when you're skiing. And they scare the crap out of you. <laughs> I've heard about the grouse. dude. they? They don't play. They're nasty. Well, they, they don't just, have those they, here. I don't. They think. They wait until the last second. You're on top of them, and they blow up out of the snow because they stay. They kind of uh, what do they call it? Like they they huddle under the snow. Yeah. Are yeah, they? I don't... Yeah, I don't
0: right. think we have those here, and I'm, I'm, that's fine. I mean, I love animals. I would love to see any of them. I've seen coyotes up close. I've seen bighorn sheep up close out there just on the other side of Las Vegas, man, all that stuff, a lot of fun. And and that, I I just loved it when you sent that one video. I was like, holy crap, that is so cool that you have something... Like we get close, we have white tails, so I guess we could see that, but we're not seeing any big ass elk or anything. That's No, yeah, cool see,
1: we have a lot of wildlife. the only The only time I've only seen a lot of people see wolves here, and I've, i I've only seen one, and it ran out from under a guardrail, and I hit it with my car and killed it. Unfortunately, oh, big that's
0: huge brutal. male
1: wolf, <clears throat> Nothing that's like wolves I've ever seen. Yeah, it's the last thing you ever saw was you. Well, anyway, I have I see I seem to have encounters with animals. <laughs> you do, man. That's cool. I should ski with you. A lot I couldn't of, keep up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, neither am I. How uh, how's the skills? If you're if you're if you're out of uh out of the game, do the skills stick around or? Because I got out of the game for six years and I suck. Now I'm awful. People say no, you're okay. No, I'm not. Quit be nice. <laughs> How did your skills hold out? You're obviously still out in the
1: big mountain. Yeah, I mean, I, I think all the skills are there. I feel like if I if I didn't have a child and I trained and I was in the same shape that I used to be in, I used to train really hard. I was you know I was sure. in the weight room all the time. I was like being on the U.S. ski team, on the on the race team, you know? Yeah. When I was a pro. And, um, you know, now I get out there and I charge super hard, but sometimes mentally I'm still there. Sure. But physically, I'm like, I have to check myself because I have yep. to. Remember, you're not squatting every day and in the kind of shape that you used to be in, buddy. So take it easy. <laughs> That's what it
0: is, dude. That's one hundred percent what it is. I step out of that mountain, everything feels great. No, everything feels great up in the in the mind, <laughs> but the body says this doesn't feel great at all. And you go home and you cry well, I and I try- cry.
1: Yeah, I want the body to keep feeling great. But if I go to, if yeah. I go at it too hard, you know, if I try to if I try to do super G turns, yeah through the moguls which i used to do all the time i can still do it but you know it's like okay where's my back gonna be tomorrow and what are what's totally. what's you like
0: no yeah. believe
1: me dude yeah. i get it
0: and I, I i i i'm always impressed by anybody who could keep going and keep their skills because people say it's like riding a bike and i guess it is but for me it wasn't like that so much i i had to work to get back to a level that i'm confident with yeah you know and people are like, "You ski trees still?" And I'm like, "I haven't skied a tree for real in years." They say, "You ski bumps still?" I was like, "I can tell you exactly where I was the last bump run I skied. I know exactly where I was. I was at Mount Snow in 1998."
1: Is yeah, hey, it's was. all good if there's pow on it, you know. Oh, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm just out on the I I, I I'll ski groomers a little bit. They go lands once in a while, but the um my buddies and I all ski these big... You know, no one makes these skis anymore, so I have this quiver in my garage of, of skis that aren't made anymore that are all, like, 135 yes. underfoot, like the the Volkl Kuro, the the K2 Powabunga, and they're, they're not good for hiking in the backcountry. They're not really good. They're horrible on the mountain. They're horrible on anything but powder, and so, like, yeah. we're doing a lot of lift-access powder skiing, and we park cars around the mountain, and we ski to our cars, so like, oh. you know, those skis never sold very well, but they're just like they're the best skis. Like the the Power Bunga is like the best ski ever. And then I've got these other Liberties that are like 140 underfoot. Yeah, and all these skis just there's you know they're I I still use the 192 or you know I have a, maybe some a little shorter 184 to 192 range depending on what I found. But yeah, It's a down on if anyone out there has any Powell 192s? They're sitting in the garage. Mine are completely destroyed, and it's my favorite ski. But I've I've got these. I've got some other ones I'm going on on. But that green powabunga, you know, it's like it makes it easy. You know, I got my and my buddies are on the same skis, and we're all out there just crushing. You know, but that's got to that, be something. That, you know, they work. They work better in deep snow. They work better in shallow snow. But you know, you, you it has to be powder. Otherwise, they're just horrible because they're way too big underfoot. <laughs>
0: I can only imagine. I've never skied a true powder ski, but I've never had to. I've never been off off the East. I've never been out of New England, you know, so I've never really had to. Um, but man, I would love to try just to see, just to oh, see, yeah. knowing that they came, like, th- th- wasn't the powder ski kind of born out of the water ski? Something I've never tried, actually, and I lived in Jersey too, so, and that's a lot of beach, and I've never tried water skiing, but isn't that where the, like, isn't think, that where the technology came from? The, I can't remember.
1: Um, well, the Atomic Powder Plus was um, oh. developed basically for heli-skiers like, who weren't very good skiers. Yeah. They thought it was like a ski that they were developing. This is how I understand it. For, for intermediate skiers to go heli-skiing. And so it was kind of like this... Um, yeah. It was kind of this... Uh, anomaly that, um, some folks started figuring out and latching onto. Some friends of mine and myself, sure. eventually. K2, but I was with K2 back then, they wouldn't- We want, I wanted them to build a Foutski for like three years before they finally did it. Oh. Now everyone was just like, now, like, no one's ever gonna ski on anything that- That's no one's gonna take that seriously. Now you see them, now it's like, you go to Jackson or, uh, what else? uh squaw you know like people don't even people don't even ride anything under 115 underfoot if it's just a normal day yeah totally it's just the regular you you know you just get used to it after a while i like 115s (laughs) for for 115 underfoot is awesome for carving groomers as far as i'm concerned i mean you can rail a turn on it yeah you go bigger than that it starts to get a little too wide yeah and i believe it you know i
0: i i love me some groomer runs these days i'm i'm fine with just cruising hanging out and getting some sunshine on my face man <laughs> um doing the work not quite there yet nope. no no <laughs> you'll get there
1: we yeah. all get there I, or do maybe all my not. Daughter. I do a lot of skiing with my daughter she's nine yep. but uh not for long pretty soon i'm gonna start taking her out and skiing with me more
0: hey get them started young
1: let them learn that's
0: how you learn um you do your own teaching with your kid or do you put that in the hands
1: of the pros? <laughs> she's on the ski team i never taught her um until i started she's on the ski team but she was just making a horrible race turn and they have so many kids i don't think they quite have, like time to give too much individual attention and sure. she was missing a bunch of ski team and stuff too but so i finally started working on her turn i was like okay if you're gonna get into this racing deal you, you got to keep the arms calmed down a little bit. Now in front, and you need to sure. pressure in the front of your boot, and you need to make this different turn. I took her last year; she was eight, and I took her over to Engelberg, Switzerland, and Schiltke, I took her into the circuit snowboard snowbird when she was like six or seven, and she just charged it. Nice. She hadn't even been five, but um, I took her over to the, I took her over to Switzerland last year, and we had like we had spring conditions. And I don't know, anyone who's been to Engelberg, they'll know the Laub, or you can look it up. It's this 3,000-foot run that's just... It's a great, huge, wide-open run, but there's some exposure and rock in it. And we, we dropped into the... There's one little notch into the Laub, and I took her in, and we got, like, 10 feet in, and it was sheer ice. It was so much ice that I couldn't even... I couldn't even, like... I couldn't think of how to click her skis off to get her back out. Sure. And the was right above me. I was like, I can't do anything. So, I like, I felt like a horrible parent... <laughs> and I just like stood below her and was just ready to self-arrest her if she if anything happened. But I got I finally got her into the gut, and she was yep. a little bit scared getting into the gut. And then she just charged it like she makes a really good check turn. She doesn't make a really good race turn. <laughs> um, anyway, yes. she started, I thought I sides I sideslipped like the whole first thousand feet, ready to pounce on her if she fell. But she just charged it. I was like, "Do you want to sideslip?" She's like, "No, I got this." Now, probably, hey. your center of gravity is low. You do, yeah, you, you do have this. They do have that. That man, those kids, man, <laughs> the little
0: little ones, they just bomb everything. And it's like they're part fearless and then part little cannons. It's it's wonderful to watch, um, and wonderful yep. to watch kids come up. Like I I I don't have children, um, but you know, and I don't hang out in the learning area much, so I don't know, but. Every so often, I'll be having a you meal know, mind of my own business. Next thing I know, a bullet will go shoot by. It's like a four-year-old. Like, all right, kid, have a blast. You and know, that I'm glad they having a blast.
1: That was me when I was when I was a Jersey skier. When I, I remember when I was, uh, our parents used to always give us like used gear, even though our family had money. And I, I remember I finally got these hand-me-downs from my sister that were pretty nice that she only had used for a season. Or I don't know why we had these skis, but. Sure. First day on them, I was bombing around, and I, skied, I, 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 I think I went straight to the lift line, and I was this, I was this Rothernall with this white rosinall, and I remember I broke my ski in half on some guy on someone's ski boot, like just I think I was just skied into the lift oh line full God. speed. It's just, one of my friend. great gorge Vernon Valley memories.
0: So let me translate for some of the younger folk. That's Mountain Creek now. For those who don't okay. know. Uh, you know, I didn't just know a, him yeah i mean some people don't actually it's funny more people still you could tell depending on the era where like i only know that because i've had people tell me i say oh you you mean mountain creek because new jersey has two places to ski there and big snow american dream um which which is now america dream yeah, big snow American that's an Dream. name. Yeah, it's inside. It's in a mall, dude. Have you seen this thing yet? Obviously not. I was
1: going to say that's that's like a Disneyland name right there. Okay, what was the last time you were in Jersey? <laughs> um, you know, so have you ever interviewed Darian Boyle? No, she'd be she's great, but she's she's she lived she's from Jersey. Sure. When I was back there, I had my daughter. back. My daughter and I did a New York trip to visit a nice. friend. And I went to the coast, but Darian's awesome, but you should interview her sometime because she nice. was part of our whole squaw crew and she was really successful. And she's she's a, she's a an awesome person to, to speak with. She's, yeah, she's a, she loves love Jersey, a man. Stories. But anyway, I was in Jersey like four years ago for the first time in ages. Okay, perfect. So do you remember if you're cruising up the turnpike
0: way up North Jersey up by... <laughs> <No>. up, <laughs> up, up I don't know. Okay, well, anyway... <laughs> So there, For many years, there was this big mall sitting right next to where the Giants and the Jets play, and it sat closed for 15 years. No one knew what they were going to do with it. Someone come along, buy it. It's it had the indoor slope sitting there, just this big freezer that's on an angle, and they finally said, we're opening it because America doesn't have this. The United States, Canada, we don't have it. North America, Europe, Asia, they got tons of these things. So We're like, let's yeah. go check it out. Let me tell you, It's goofy and silly and awesome. I love it. I've been in there. Riding a quad chair in a giant freezer is ridiculous. (laughs) It's just a ridiculous thing, but it's so cool. I don't know. Like You'd be able to destroy this thing in like two seconds. Anybody who goes in there who actually knows how to ski could destroy this thing without. But it's so novel and so different, and it's actually getting more people who don't get to go out. It's the the idea of imagine indoor. He,
1: imagine like someone who's a park skier uh, could train for hours and hours and hours in a place like that. I mean, I, I remember growing up, a lot of the best ski racers used to come out of these icy mountains in the East Coast and Midwest because they just grew up skiing on these 500-foot mountains with horrible conditions, and they just knew how to hold an edge better than anyone. Totally. Yeah, That's this cute. place is great because now you're getting them out of New York City yeah like,
0: this is a whole untapped resource for people because you know people don't want to drive all the way up to vermont to go skiing or even fight traffic to vernon valley nobody wants to do that it's right there you can take the train over man it's really i cool. know the
1: traffic's not getting any easier anywhere is it I no mean, it's it's crazy like not... changes between 20 years ago and now just trying to get anywhere you oh. know for skiing in particular How is it at Sun Valley, man? Like you, you hear about, man, we got, we're in the, we're in the golden bubble here. We're hard to get to. We've got one of the best ski mountains in the country. We don't have any lift lines. We have, they keep opening new terrain. Sure. We're just the off the radar, you know, obviously all these towns have gotten very affluent and harder and harder to move to. But, um, we're, you know, we're still, uh, our real estate still less than. So many of the big ski areas, so many. Really? Me, my house. because I'm a realtor. Nice. <laughs> yeah, if you want to move to Sun Valley, but, come on. Just I mean, show like, you things. We don't have lift lines. We had them yep. over Christmas and we're back to no, we're back to none, you know, wow. today. Now it's I've amazing. Heard... they're putting new lifts in again this year. I mean it's and then we have like the Sawtooth wilderness, the pioneers, the mountains around here are, are gorgeous. The mountain biking's off the hook i e-bike by the way i love that it's so much fun it's oh those kinda, things are so cool oh uh, man i switched off my regular bike i bought an e-bike and i sold my ma- other mountain bike a couple hey. of days later i was like i'm done with this it's it's fat skis versus skinny skis on a powder day totally um, bad you know some people are the traditionalists hate it but i love it that. i just i go further and faster and it's more fun yeah <laughs> who cares They're about loud. tradition that's what i say <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I'm pretty lucky here, man.
0: (laughs) It's always, I mean, when it comes to traffic, you hear about the scary stories going out of Denver and up into the mountains on I-70 and the Cowwood Canyons, both sides, you know, Little Canyon. It's pretty particular, you know, you hear all these stuff and then you, you, now, son, where you are in Idaho, man, that place, everyone who's been there says it's like paradise, it's gorgeous, beautiful, if you like mountain living that kind of thing head out there it's awesome and i've never been there even when i lived in nevada i never took the time to run up um but to hear that it's so chilled out like that's a hustle man no lines anywhere no cars no lift lines no nothing and then all the backcountry you want off of those lifts it's lift served in some places i think you said yes
1: yeah i mean that's kind of our secret and then the other the other piece of that is that um Mm -hmm we don't have a lot of you know we don't have like a jackson hole or a um well i always think of jackson because i go over there and there's so many out off piece skiers who are very knowledgeable and skilled and sure. um for here i happen to be one of the only people who have like that 15 years of background of working with the best guides in the world and and like knowing what i'm i mean there's a lot of people around here who know what they're doing but um, sure. And there's a lot of people, honestly, who are more adventurous than me. I feel like I'm on the dad program where I ski off. The, and I also <laughs> did, I did so much I, every, I, you know, I, getting up at three in the morning and packing snowmobiles into the truck and going out to shoot for 15 years and getting up the crack of dawn at this point. I'm like, you know what? I'll ride the lifts. Um, but there's a lot <laughs> of backcountry around here and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people who are, or, or way more on a mountaineer, uh, um, you know type of a uh um trajectory than i am but sure. um, for the stuff that's off the mountain um i happen to have um good snow assessment skills and uh, a lot of people won't go and um i i there's so many so much of my life i was thrown into situations where it was really dangerous and we were still out there and we still had to get down and so you know, there's a difference between go, not going out if it's dangerous and going out and knowing how to, how to pick the correct line selection to get sure. down safely. No matter how bad, no matter how high the Abbey danger is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, uh, safety it, over safety over send. Like, uh, there's a that turn that says send over term that's
1: send over safety. No, no, no. That's not for anybody. Let's be no, safe. No, you, you have to know, You have to. It takes a while. To, it takes a long time to to really suss it out and know what you're doing. Absolutely. It's like yeah, the other thing for me is like I'm 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 hitting a lot of areas over and over again that I'm really familiar with. Sure. So it's easy. Like if I go somewhere new and we used to do all our trips, you know, to do films, like, you know, you show up you show up somewhere new, you don't know you have no idea what kind of cycles went through there all year. So totally that's when you, have to. you always want to connect with someone who's local who really knows what's going on and can tell you, you know, what's been going on for the year and you know there's it's technical too i mean it's aspect specific it's elevation specific there's you know there's a lot to figure out so it's i'm not i'm i'm hot on my game here but you know if i go somewhere else it's not like i'm gonna get out of the car and think i know what's going on no without and that's taking you know a lot of pits and doing a lot of control work or talking to someone else who knows no that's
0: brilliant and that's a great message you know over the last couple of years, you know, as people have been getting more and more outside because of pandemic issues or whatever, you know, I think a few people have pushed what they know. Like, dude, you don't know, and it's no harm in asking. So ask, don't get yourself hurt or worse. Um, and I think that's a great message. Like if, if if you know your spot, great. That's cool. If you don't, don't pretend that you do. And Ken will tell you all about his spot and then he'll sell you a house while you're out there. What are we looking at for prices out there? I know people who are looking to move out west.
1: Well, you know, the, like many places, the COVID phenomenon du- more than doubled our prices. Um, oh, yeah. We, so we have four towns. We have Bellevue, Haley, Ketchum, and Sun Valley. And Bellevue is about uh, 13 miles from the mountain. And then Haley's about 10. And then Ketchum and Sun Valley are... The ski Mountain's actually in Ketchum, and then Sun Valley has the Beginner Mountain and is a different little zone on the other side of Ketchum. Sure. Ketchum and Sun Valley, you know, we're up to, uh, you know, the very bottom of the market for an older three-bedroom home right now is around 1.5 mil. Okay. Um, yeah. Which is a hell of a lot left than a lot of places still. No, it really is. Like you know, Some people would we- still went from Aspen or Jackson, and it's like, you know, black, you know, <laughs> Yeah um oh yeah uh, you know and then we you know studios uh 500 really i mean like even that you know the condo market's tight because that's the bottom of the market too too but be- you know for two bedroom two bath there's a couple out there right now for 600 in the 600s but you know they're not they they need a little love generally or don't have <laughs> views or you know whatever so it goes sure. up from there yeah absolutely Uh, yeah so a lot of but there's also been you know we've had an influx of wealthy uh and a a lot of really interesting people though too so there's you know there's an upside the downside is just that we need more affordable housing and more you know what they're calling workforce housing and yeah um, options for people who have been here for a long time and don't already own or who work in town so they're not commuting really far
0: yeah that's actually interesting to have someone who not only has the ski background but who could actually tell you what all this real real estate stuff means and you hear that's a big thing now around you know various mountains like i don't know if how bad it is here but you hear about it out of colorado and wyoming and stuff that the workers have nowhere to live and yeah. it, 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 that's a that's a very real thing isn't it
1: yeah now we have and it's why it's the top the, the other side of that is that uh restaurants and other businesses that could be doing much better in town and are and and who already do well can't can't get staff. Like there's a we have a huge open job market here. There's plenty of, there's a ton of work. There's just nowhere to live that fits yeah. the pay. That's such a shame because working <laughs> in the
0: industry is so much fun, especially for young people. We've started to send our friends' kids who are now in high school and after, we send them up to the mountains, dude. Like, go go work at Stratton, dude. Go work at Mount yeah. Stowe, go work at Killington. Sun Valley
1: has great employee housing if any, you know, if any East Coast kids are listening who I you know come to Sun Valley for a year or two. They have they actually Sun Valley Company itself has really good work really good housing and that and I think I know a lot of people who work for Sun Valley also work other jobs around town, so they don't they don't limit you to, oh, to working cool. exclusively for them. But that that part of it actually is good. I had a nephew come out here a couple of years ago who was having a good old time in his twenties. You know, you just don't see that as much anymore. You know, all the kids in their twenties coming out to these towns and just tearing it up and having a good time and living living the ski bum life. It's you know, it's it's pretty hard these days.
0: Yeah, and, and it really is a bummer because. It 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 could be such a great life, like I I don't actually well, great is relative. Like I I did my share and it was working and it was skiing and it was skiing and it was working and it wasn't like I was trying to get onto film. You know, I wasn't living that life. You know where yeah, you know you hear about out of New England, you hear about the eagans and the Deloriers. Shout out to them at Bolton Valley and Lindsay as well, whom I've had yeah. on the program. I love Lindsay oh, Deloriers,
1: one of my favorite people to ski with.
0: Really, I've I've never met him. I've met the sister. I've never he met has, the boys.
1: It was like the best technique. Him and Scott Schmidt have both have gorgeous technique. I love skiing with those guys. Cause they're both just beautiful skiers. Yeah,
0: I've heard Schmidt is ridiculous, and you know, it's <laughs> there's that's definitely some role model skiing right there, kids. If you could, uh, if you want to get, you know, watch them and then say, you know, think about how good you really are. I don't do that because I know I'm not good. Uh, let's see what else we got. What else is happening out there in Sun Valley, man? Again, I heard it's a beautiful, gorgeous place, and I don't know anything about it.
1: Um, what else happens here? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a quiet town. You know, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, back, back to <laughs> Rob D. I actually have a development yep. project in Panama, mm. and uh, I've been I've been reaching out to him as an advisor a little bit because he's done some. <laughs> pretty big he's done some very big time developing around jackson sure uh, but it's kind of nice to have those ski community buddies who have kind of stepped out of it and and can help me with something else that i'm into um but yeah i don't know here in sun valley i, I like to get out of here it gets a little small sometimes i I, <laughs> I roll down to salt lake city i've got the icon pass Okay. I I have good connections at Jackson with the TGR boys and other people. I can usually get on the hill over there. So I like I like to bounce out here and I do social things down in Salt Lake. It's a four hour easy drive. Oh yeah. But like you said, man, that Cottonwood Canyon lineup, like you got to make if you're going out. If I mean, you really, it's trying to get anywhere on a powder day down there and get more than three runs is like I don't I don't know if you can you know on the ski mountains there's there's good backcountry but i think even their backcountry's is mopped down there I, I i think you're right man the traffic out of those places is infamous
0: it, you know i you talk to people who come you know back east to ski and they're like dude were you just there like yeah and holy smokes you know they tell you the whole thing like i was in traffic like i was on i-95 and that's you know that's legendary Words. too
1: yeah so it's like, wow, that's we don't have a feeder city here. We have Boise, yep. which is two hours away. And Boise is one of the best growing cities in the country. But yep. the Boise the Boise people, I think ninety-five percent of them go up to McCall and ski off Schweitzer and Brundage and they go to Tamarack. They go there's a couple areas over there and they think we're I don't know why they don't come here. I have a couple of friends from Boise who come. Um and then we don't have a feeder city. We have Twin Falls. Sure, uh, which is sixty miles south of us, which mm-hmm. is a growing town. I think uh Chobani yogurt and Cliff Bar are there, but I mean, it's there's not a ton of industry there, you know, it's a small cool. Idaho city, but we don't we just don't have that feeder city, so we just don't you know, we just don't have these crowds, so that it's
0: a blessing That's awesome that is a blessing and a half, dude. Cause even here we get crowds in some places, and I avoid them. Like I said, I stay at Whaleback, man. There are crowds. They don't. There, are, there aren't. crowds. There's. There's no such thing there. Whaleback, crazy, pretty chill. Oh, it's so wonderful, man. I. <laughs> there have been days where I've had practically the whole place to myself, except when it's snowing. And I've said this before to you, locals, people who are local to me. I know you snuck out of work, and I know where you all work because you work in one of three places. So. They're watching you believe me stop sneaking out especially when i'm there go somewhere else no i'm kidding of course um yeah man it's a big thing out here because we're so you know we're so small so it's every you know two hours or less you have something different and you know we got boston we got new york we have albany we have springfield we have yeah all of new jersey
1: more density we have yeah we just have no density out here
0: that's and awesome, there's
1: though. Up north, there's this place that's like four hours north of here by Salmon, Idaho. It's on the Idaho-Wyoming border or Montana. Nice. It's called Lost Trail. It's a, it's it's a They close Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Sure. And they get all the storms that go north of us that hit Jackson. We can struggle for snow here because all these storms that come through Seattle in the north tend sure. to kind of skip over us. We need to get like Tahoe storms that swoop north and come in from the south if we're going to get hit good. Yeah, and then Jackson kind of tends to get both of them. Yeah, um, and millions of people. Yep. Um, oh yeah. But uh, this place Lost Trail is is uh, it's just off the radar. Really cool spot that I bounce up to sometimes, and it's just full mom and pop. Like there's some good ski. There's yeah, there's some great skiing there, and just like the vibe is just super old school. You know, old That's awesome. lodge. No, love no it. No amenities except for like the one lodge and restaurant, which is kind of remote. It's like forty minutes from any city. Love it. Really cool spot. Love it. That's that's what I'm talking about, man. Like that'd Discovery be, Basin. Discovery Basin in Montana is sick. Oh, really? Apple's totally off the radar, and it's like three thousand vertical and just fucking. Uh, excuse me. No, just by all piece. means, <laughs> go
0: nuts, man. I don't. You know, no FCC here, man. If you got okay. If you drop yeah. an offer, that's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some I like yeah, there's some areas out here. If you bounce around a little bit, you can find you just gotta poke around. That bit you know, that uh that Hall of Fame inductions at Big Sky and yep. rose the because I was looking for family and friends and it's like Big Sky is more expensive than Sun Valley. There's like the lodging scenario there's insane. I was trying to look for friends and things, and it's like three eighty five for a room anywhere for a night. It's just nuts. Yeah.
0: Big sky's a whole yeah. I've heard it's a whole other world, like from there's all of Montana (laughs) and there's that town and it, it's a high end ski town that, you know, and that's just what it is. And, but I also heard it's friggin' beautiful too. Like it's gorgeous. And that mountain goes up another friggin' 10,000 feet or whatever it is, um, out of town. And like I said, town 7,200 up. So you're already in the sky and now you got to keep going. It's like, I don't
1: know how people do it. I just don't, so but I hey, heard what's the peak elevation there? I'm I'm excited to go up there. I went there once. Shane McGonkey and I, the first uh-huh. time we ever filmed with Nick Good. Nixon. I think you you brought that up, but yeah. we the whole time we filmed outside of Colorado because we started out shooting the spider stuff and Ballot and this other stuff around Colorado. Sure, but we did a big sky trip with him, uh-huh. and it didn't go very well. I, I don't think I just think we didn't ever get snow, but that, I was in Big Sky with Shane, like whenever the. That would have been 92 or something, so like 30 years ago. Sure. And, uh, wait, is that 30? Yeah. Ish. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I haven't been back since. So it's, I don't really remember it very well, yeah, but I, probably, I know it's, I know if I did, I'd be completely shocked. Yeah, um, but I'm sure it'll be totally
0: worth it. I think, I want to say... It peaks out somewhere around eleven K. I don't know if that's right
1: though. Well, that's I, high. We're only like ninety three here. We go from like six to ninety three, which is pretty common, I think. Then yeah. we have peaks. We have a lot of twelve thousand footers around here several. You know, so we have these big mountains. They just didn't you know, the the American there they, were, they were, the American guys were building the ski areas back when you could do it. They just yeah. I don't know if they didn't seem to have the vision that the Europeans did for because we, we don't have any of these high alpine ski areas. And, you know, I go up here and I'm like, damn, I wish we had a tram that went up, you know, over here. We'd just be crushing like yeah, ins- totally insane terrain all the time.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's actually kind of surprising. You're not wrong. I love to see those trams and stuff out there in Europe that don't, I you look at them, you have no idea how they even got it up there. Like you know, like there's right, technology, not. but it's like, dude, that's not real. That can't be real. And then people just go hammer that. And there's places like that, but it sparked the whole culture over here. Like, go ahead and hike up it, man. Go get it. That's what people yeah. do. Um, and more power to them. Like, I'm I respect you. Go, have a blast, take pictures for me because
1: I won't make it. I'll die. Um the highest well, then ever... you get back to the then you just get back to like you're you know, you kinda touched on it with the indoor scary, but you know, you... sure you get back to the simple basics of it and it's just skiing's fun you know and it's a healthy way for people i mean it's therapy for me in the winter it's like i just get when when it gets crappy here i'll go up and just ski groomers top to bottom for an hour we can call it good but i got it so much better than being indoors in the winter yeah and you know i don't i don't think i'd live in a snowy area if i didn't ski and you know even on these little hills at least you get out there and you get some fresh air and everyone likes the buzz of skiing down a run no matter where it is Totally. 100%.
0: It's, it's such an amazing feeling. It's an amazing sport. Um, I don't care how you do it either. If you're skiing, snowboarding, if you got telemarks, whatever, if you're hiking up, skiing down, if you're going down on your face, that's fine too. If you don't fall, you're not trying. They say, I don't know how true that is. Cause I'm sure you've had much worse falls than I ever had. Um, in some of those places, probably. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Guaranteed. I'm a wuss. Compared- that's why I like talking to these giants of the industry these guys who have done things that make me look like such a wuss because i am and i own it and i accept it (laughs) 9300 is the highest i've ever been kids 9300 and i almost threw up on my friend's shoes yes altitude sickness is real um but all that kidding aside man it sounds like you have transitioned well from being the go 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 pro like you said up at 3 a.m loading sleds loading camera gear scouting this doing that Doing it as a job, you've transitioned well into it being a
1: hobby again and a recreation. And I love that, dude. I think that's great. I loved the job; it was incredibly fun for years and years. And then it just, you know, sure, it's a, you know, it's 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 a. You're in the cold all the time, all day. For one thing, you're back then. You're generally with a whole bunch of dudes all the time, and hardly see women yeah <laughs> <laughs> a bummer and a half in itself dude <laughs> I mean, well i mean it's just like the use of gen it's so much it's such a healthier environment if there's gender balance you know sure it's like just the just, you know you have too many guys together for too long and things get wacky
0: yeah things get, a little,
1: get yeah. a little weird
0: get a Pulled little weird
1: get a little up in a in alaska for a month um gets a little weird but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, lots of factors, but, uh, you know, I myth it, too. There's a lot of things where, okay. you know, realistically, if I would have just had, if, if you if was an athlete, you could be like, hey, man, I'm taking three years off right now, and I'll be back. You sure. know, people could take that seriously. Yeah. Like, I would probably work for a lot of people, because, I mean, even in, I mean, you even see the NFL, like, Brady, obviously, is the GOAT, but he's getting pretty old, and there's a lot of sports where people are doing it older, but, you know, but a lot of us, you know, if, yeah. you're, if you're, like, 35, and you'd be like, Hey, I'm going to take three years off, and then I'm going to go hard from 38 to 42 again. You got five more years out of me. And if yeah. your sponsor would be like, Okay, yeah, we'll take you right back on, and we'll, we'll support you a little bit while you take a break. Like, that sure. would that'd be amazing, but it doesn't really work that way. No, no, it's I've like, you're out. You're out, you turn off, and, you know, well, and hey, that's kind of it.
0: If someone's not paying you to do it, at least you could still do it. And that's, in my opinion, one of the greatest things about it and again yeah like i said i i mean i don't know i have always wondered when i've seen athletes of all kinds you know i was just at the you know at the um killington cup over there watching michaela Schiffrin ski and it's like i want to ask her like dude is it still
1: fun or is it just a job now is it just numbers yeah you know it went in and... yeah i wonder well you still she, she i mean now that would not she just break the uh didn't she just break the medals record from Stenmark uh, or whatever? No, she's she just got eighty one, so she needs five, I think. Yeah, I mean, so she's got that to chase, but yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a good question. Like, what once she hits that number, and then it's like, okay, I want to get twenty more. I mean, as long as you, if you're setting goals for yourself, sure. Like when I quit skiing, I, I Shane McConkey and I were very, we were like brothers, but we we're also okay. very competitive with each other. Yeah, and I. He was doing some really dangerous stuff with all the base jumping and shit, and I was like, I made a point of writing a, a note to him, mm-hmm. to let him know I was retiring. Yeah, and he wrote back, and he was like, I, I was like, Hey, I've kind of done everything I wanted to do. I'm out, just letting you know, you know. And I didn't say the competition's off, but I was kind of like just letting him know that the competition's off. Sure. Uh, and um, and he wrote me back, and he was like, Yeah, I still have some things, I'm, you know, that I'm trying to that i want to achieve and so i'm gonna give it a few more years and you know so i was like all right that's cool but yeah like i think a lot of people get to where and i'm wondering like there is a next generation of big mountain guys now who are clearly older even than uh-huh. i was um and there's you know they they have I think there's some branding there where they can keep going, and sure, they ha- they've clearly tapered back their aggress uh, aggressiveness. Sure. Um but I also just wonder, like it's hard making the transition. Like you want to you want to keep skiing, but you also want to be doing something else, and it's for all the action sports. Like there's a lot of alcoholism, and there's people who go down some really crappy roads when they get out of these sports. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, it's tough making that transition because most of us <laughs> don't make enough money to retire on. It's not like other sports; we do really well annually sure. for the period that we're in, but we can't we can't step out of it like a foot, like you know, a, a mainstream. I don't know what you call it. You know, ma- the big televised sports can do. Yeah. So I think the transition thing is tough. You know, I've seen it be really <laughs> tough on a couple friends of mine. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, I can only
0: imagine, like, it, it, you know, you hear about things like this. And, you know, speaking of the next generation coming up, the, you know, the next group, it feels like, it, and I, I don't know, maybe it's the internet doing this, but do you think it's easier to get into it? As in, when, when during your day, there, you know, there was a handful of is. Now there's so many names. I don't even try. Like, I couldn't tell you a single person. Who is in the current generation out there ripping it i might have seen him a dozen times but i don't know the names there's so many is it gotten to that point where i don't want to say anybody can do it because not anybody can do it
1: but you know it was if really you're niche an, i when think you if you're there. i think if you're i think anyone who's a really good marketer and influencer can do it sure um you know so there's sort of like that whole train of thought of oh you know i hear some people say and i'm not i'm not in the scene at all i have no idea what's going on i have like my favorite skier guys because they're friends of mine totally but uh <clears throat> and then sometimes i'll see someone and i'll be like like there's there's some guys i never met yeah. uh now i'm gonna have the name problem that you're having but there's some guy they never met where <laughs> i saw him skiing and i was like okay that guy's like i i like the way this guy rips you know and sure. and other people i watch movies and i'm like ah these guys aren't even really as good as me and my peers were and then yeah. you know so exactly but um but then there's like then and then i hear like some of the people like there's some people who are heavy influencers like they're better at the marketing as yeah the yeah. followers so i don't know i mean overall i'd say it's extremely competitive and the guy i mean i there's so many of them now who, who you know just crush it mm-hmm. that I don't know how you I I'm not as refined in my viewing as I used to be. I used to be very refined and I could see the subtle differences sure. between people and tricks and things there where I could where I could really identify uh someone who was at an, another level. And I I think maybe I can do that, but you know, and I think the guys who are making the movies, I think they know how to do that. You know, I have guys like uh you know these kid, Kai Jones is amazing as a kid. I like you know, his totally. Yeah, it's a good friend of mine. And okay, fun. you know, and you see other kids like. I think you got to be pretty damn good to get into an MSP or a TGR film now. Sure. So yeah, older guys who are part of the older crew who are sort of part of the family and the branding, yeah. and then by, if they're bringing someone new in, like I think the people who are coming in who are new are, you know, pretty exceptional.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, you see, that that's interesting. You, you mentioned Kai Joe. People know that name. I know that name because he was 13 and destroying. Like, all right, kid. Yeah. Go do it. You know? Just and he was I'd in agree. TGR. In yeah. fact, I think TGR was the one who debuted him um, to the world. You know? Yeah. And, you know, the kid is ridiculous. And now I think, I think he was just in the news for something. I forget what, though. Maybe he got picked up by well, somebody. Have, this, have you
1: ever heard this book? I heard about this book on Rogan's podcast podcast called Outliers. Okay, but it basically talks about how like people who become exceptional. Had generally had exceptional childhood situations that got them to be exceptional. Sure, sure, sure. You know, just grew up around like the films and his dad is like the most stoked person on, you know, Todd Jump, just like, you know, loves skiing and like they built an amazing business, Steve and Todd and and the TGR crew. And like, you know, Kai just grew up around that and got, and the film was like the biggest thing every year, you know, and he just had that vision. Yeah. You know, like hey he was just born into it i guess yeah he's a good yeah, boy I, mean, heard. Right. I don't know yeah and he just yeah and he's become amazing it's and very he's like, interesting yeah he's not just in his movie i mean he's legitimately like amazing yeah no he, he's in the movie because he's the kid <laughs> yeah yeah no he's he's ridiculous well, his uncle jeremy it was you know i rode with jeremy a lot jeremy was just such a in like ahead of everyone snowboarding big mountain riding in general just yep. in, amazing Jeremy jones huh there's something like we're touching in on this stuff a little bit yep there's something like in the brand with the action sports crowd uh there's like uh my daughter has some some like neurodiversity stuff like they thought she was eight they were saying she was eight. she was disruptive in schools so they're like oh she's eight phd blah 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 Sure. So anyway, I, was, I read a bunch of books on like neuro, different neurodiversity, autism, ADHD, all this stuff. And I, yeah. I when I, I read these books, and I was like, "This is like at least fifty percent of the people that were my peers." in yeah. the of you know, like, no, yeah, totally, no doubt, <laughs> yeah, well, including myself.
0: Yeah, oh, it's a, it's a whole
1: yeah. different world.
0: I don't even, I don't even get the world you know i I get a lot of it not all of it i have to ask questions and that's why i have people like you come on because i don't know what i'm talking about and we could probably let you go on forever but we won't because we've hit our hour that's right kids i try to keep it to an hour because lord knows there have been times i haven't kept it to an hour and me and the guest have gone on and on and on and ken and i could probably go on and on and on too but i'll let you go man do you have anything you want to plug
1: websites no. anything no i just thanks for having it was, it was nice just having a conversation because there's so much there's so much that we didn't go into and we yep. we were able to kind of keep it into like a bunch of areas that are aren't necessarily topics that people want to talk talk with me about so yeah. I, I enjoyed it <laughs> thanks tim i enjoyed the conversation
0: yeah man you're welcome well that's what i wanted <laughs> like when when egan suggested you i said cool yeah hall of famer great i'll talk to every hall of famer because Hall of Famer isn't just skiers and snowboarders. It's also industry professionals. It's also, um, you know, filmmakers and 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 technolo- tech, tech 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 engineers, basically tech folks. So I'm like, yeah, what what can we talk about? And, and Ken and I, I was like, so, dude, this is what he told me to ask you about. Ask you about the Nick Nixon times, and said you and Shane were really close, and that to me, like, I don't want it to be shane fest you know i mean everybody respects the guy 100 percent, but this is kent we're talking to god damn it. <laughs> and you brought up being out of it and i was like dude that's so cool what's it like to be out of it
1: and i crush we it man them. i crushed it yeah and i love I that stress now all the time there you go <laughs> that's what people want to hear with my unknown with my unknown skier friends there you go that's what people want to hear
0: it is a social sport and once it's done with the job fuck the job go back into (laughs) the woods and just hang out with your buddies and do you know if you're still drinking still drink if you're still smoking still smoke if you're still picking up girls in the bar do that too or vice versa it doesn't matter to me if you're a female skier or not i don't care everybody's welcome kent Thank you very much, man. Keep holding it down out there in Idaho, man. I got to slide through there one of these days. Yeah, call me. Come on through.
1: Great to meet you, Sammy. Awesome. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right, good. Take care. Thanks to everyone listening.
0: And there you have it, and there he goes, the one and only Kent Kreitler, 2023 Hall of Famer, old school free skiing guy, been around, has a bunch of stories holding it down there in Idaho, not only on the skiing front, but the real estate front as well. Did you have fun with that one, kids? I think you did, because I had fun with that, man. We went and talked about just about anything and everything that came to mind. And we still tied it all into snow sports. How how cool is that? And we have another suggestion, as I said in the interview. I think I said it during the episode that Dan Egan was the one who suggested Ken Kreitler. I was like, all right, cool. Now, uh, Ken Kreitler has suggested. Suggested Darian Boyle, so we'll see. We'll talk to her, see if she wants to come talk next, and then see if we go on to someone else. And we'll just make a whole line of it, line of folks that we talk to, one suggested by the other, and we'll learn everything. And we'll talk to everyone, and it'll be a lot of fun. I think. What do you think? Uh, if you do think that's fun, or if you think that's not a good idea, or whatever, go ahead and contact Ski Rex Media. Contact information is on my website, skirexmedia.com. You can find links to all that in the description along with links to the sponsors. Um, in this case, whaleback mountain and saint custom skis and snowboards as you heard at the beginning or not if you are an ad-free patreon subscriber that's right you go to patreon not only do you get early access but you get ad-free podcast episodes now that started with the last episode with carly bascom and has continued into kent's episode and will continue next week into tim smith's episode as well tim smith president gm over there at waterville valley in new hampshire right Right. Go ahead and check everything out in the show notes. Again, links to skirexmedia.com. That way you can find out everything you'd ever want to know about Skirex Media, including contact information and social media links and some of my written pieces and a few other little tasty tidbits and a way to sign up for updates or the sticker request form. That way it's easy. If you would like stickers, I can get them to you very easily. You just go to the form and say, hey, I want some stickers. You put your name and address in and then I send them out, um, which I was slow at during the holiday season again it's the holidays i was sick all that good stuff so whatever um but thank you again for listening to the ski Rex media podcast i do hope you enjoyed it again let me know if you did or you can comment in the places that you can comment you can follow and or subscribe whatever they call it on the apps that you would choose to use whether it be the PodBeam app or spotify or iheartradio google podcast apple podcast stitcher wherever and if you can rate it go ahead and rate the show too i've had five star ratings on apple Podcasts, so if you haven't rated the podcast yet please do so with an honest rating and then that then just keep listening right right i will see you out there everyone have a good season um or continue to have a good season again happy new year and i will see you out there thank you for listening i'll see you out there later